Blog Talk Radio. Chick Flick Chat on the Here We Are radio show, a spin-off feature of the popular website www.herewearewithlucy.com. We hope the information on our radio shows and website make your life better, brighter, and easier. Come on by and subscribe so you're alerted to new content. It's free and your information is never sold or shared. Plus, we know you're busy and prefer quality to quantity, so we won't bug you with constant updates. It's Saturday, August 14th, 2010, and you're listening to the recurring show, Chick Flick Chat. Today's featured movie is It's Complicated. Chick Flick Chat is the show where my host, Susan Regazzo, and I chat about women's roles and roles for women in movies that have been recently released on DVD and on demand. We discuss, dissect, and dish the details of each film. So help me welcome my co-host, Susan. Susan, are you ready to unravel this complicated film? Hi, Lucy. Oh, yes. It's complicated, complex, convoluted, and this is a meaty movie with much to discuss. Oh, good intro. And for the listeners, just as Susan said, it is complicated and meaty. So we've decided not to take calls on this particular show because there is so much to cover. Okay, Susan, would you like to tell us who's who in this movie? Absolutely. Uh, The stars of It's Complicated include Meryl Streep as Jane Adler, Steve Martin as Adam, Alec Baldwin as Jake Adler, and Lake Bell as Agnes Adler. Okay. Uh, Give us a little background real quick on the, just a a brief little uh, snippet about the movie, the overall. Okay. It's Complicated, directed by Nancy Meyer is the story of a divorced couple that rediscover each other after 10 years of separation and how complicated things become as they explore their past and current relationship with each other. All right. One of the overall themes of this uh, film is second chances. Uh, I saw the film twice. Did you see it once or twice? I I only got to see it once. Okay. I thought I was only going to get to see it once, and I ended up getting the DVD again, and I, I... sat down and watched it and I'll tell you I it was a very different experience much like in the film from the first time around to the second time around and uh, just as a a little uh, bid to Alec Baldwin the first time around I thought he did a very nice job he certainly uh, you know was well paired up with Meryl Streep the second time around I thought you know he did such a better performance than it it came off across the, the through the first viewing the whole movie in fact had so many more layers the second time around so I'm glad that I got to to see it that time and I appreciated it more um, okay. which is very different than what happens in the <laughs> or maybe it does sort of happen in the film I just <laughs> right. had to throw that in okay let's get okay. back to the movie um, Let's start by discussing Meryl Streep's character, Jane. And, you know, we, we, you and I were big fans of Meryl Streep. Absolutely. Yeah. Huge I mean, fan. Yeah, incomparable. And uh, 
She's the central figure in all the relationships we see, and we first see her in the opening scene. They're at an anniversary party, and she's basically uh, um, we see her set in the role of ex-wife. Yeah, but I found it interesting that she doesn't seem like she's the ex-wife from the beginning. We see Jane and Jake, and they're pretty comfortable together, and they're bantering with another couple that they happen to vacation with, obviously new for years. So right off the bat, you're you're not sure if they were divorced. Right, and, and they, they really fit together. Oh, they and do, they're, yeah. They're, they're reminiscing, and they're talking to them, right, about that other couple that they traveled with and all the memories they made. And mm-hmm. then she turns, and here comes Agnes, played by, I think she's Lake Bell, right? Lake she's Bell. coming out of the house in this... Uh, very provocative outfit. She looks fabulous. She walks in it sort of that slow motion, like here comes oh, your nemesis. Yes. <laughs> and Meryl Streep's trying to, to keep her calm. And, and, you know, Agnes walks up and she, the, you know, Nancy Myers directed where she walks in the middle between the two couples. Ah, She's the great divider. You know, mm-hmm. she comes in and, and, and this isn't to blame the other woman. No, but no. she is the catalyst, obviously, for their breakup. Yes, exactly. And that's when all of the tension starts to ensue because we see how uncomfortable Meryl is. And now, you know, the, the breakup, the new woman, there she is, and she and the quickly friend. makes an exit. Well, and the friends are uncomfortable. The oh, friends yeah. are, you see, their their whole mannerism sort of changed. They're suddenly mm-hmm. like, oh, don't know yeah. what to say to each other. And Alec Baldwin is suddenly tenser. And then Meryl yeah. like, oh, no, I'm going, I'm going. And then the friend says something, the, the female friend says something to Meryl on the side about, oh, you know, that was odd or something. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's fine, it's fine. And then Alec Baldwin glances back to see Meryl Streep. You know it's not fine. Yes, exactly. you, you know there's unresolved feelings. Right. And the only one who thinks it's fine is Agnes. Yes, exactly. At that moment, she thinks it's you know everything's this is her life now, and and uh, so that's yeah that was an interesting opening to the film, and I love how uh, it was all you know out everybody's mingling and there's food and it's just good feelings, and then you have this kind of a very specific uh, rift in these relationships that are going on. Um, all right, so they we find out through their, the dialogue that they were they were married for twenty years. Yeah. They're, they've been divorced, like you said, for ten, mm-hmm. and the, their current situation is that I guess they're they're going along to get along for exactly. the kids, just for right, right for okay, and and so now they, they one of the son the son one of the children that they have they share three children is graduating college, and they all have to go from Santa Barbara where the the movie's pretty much based to New York to have the celebration. So while they're in New York, things shake out where Meryl Streep's left alone at the bar. So was Alec Baldwin because Agnes couldn't come east. And I thought this was very, um, just very true to life. As she's sitting at the bar in, in all of New York, she hears this laughter. Yeah. And she knows it's him. Uh-huh. Immediately. Very familiar to her. She turns around, and there he is at the other end of the bar. And, of course, he sees her. And approaches and says, well, we're both alone. Let's hang together. And they do. And, they do. and, and, and <laughs> it's <too> so <laughs> natural. It's like it's as uh, if no, in that scene, it was as if no time had passed. It's a whole decade, but not one second had passed. It was just as if naturally they were out to dinner. The way they were dancing with each other on the dance floor, all the emotion they were drinking. And, and uh, you know, I don't think it's something that could be blamed on the alcohol. But then again, alcohol does 
sure. reducing inhibition. Yes, exactly. And, you know, so then it's very easy for them to fall back together under these right circumstances. Yeah. And, and do. what do they do? <laughs> <laughs> they fall into bed together. You got it. Which I thought was hysterical. He is happy as can be. We're back together. This is so right. And there she is, Meryl, saying, oh, no, what have I done? Feeling a bit sick from all of the alcohol she was drinking. And into the dresser drawer she goes. <laughs> right. And and then t- two more times into the bathroom. Yes. And she, she's. Growing up, and he's like, I think it was wonderful. That's right. That's right. He's in bliss. He's like, it's okay. She says, turn around. Don't look at me. Too. He's like, it's okay. He's happy I've to seen be. it before. I thought that was very funny. She's like, don't look. And she slams the door shut. Well, you know, you don't want anybody looking at your butt, and no matter how many times they might have seen it. Um, it's just one of those. It was a very, yeah, it really is the telltale that he's on his own uh, wavelength, let's say. And she's. Mm-hmm you know, seeing things a little bit more clearly. in the well, And I think that it, it really represented later on in, in uh, what I want to bring up was I actually have a note about it churning up all these feelings and I hadn't really thought about it already started to churn up for her. Yeah. And I'm using the word churn, you know, as obviously, you know, when you, in the sense of being she's so sick she's vomiting. So it really, all those emotions really already started at that moment. when it, yeah. When the door opened back up for her, she was sick on it. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And Which I hadn't... Was, go ahead. Go ahead, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, and she was always reluctant from the beginning. But the, but the, there was just, like you said, there's a certain amount of comfort that came along with their relationship. And she and, it, and and as we learned, there had been a, a, a you know, a dearth of, of uh, the lovers for her. So she, this was also very mm-hmm. uh, sexually driven. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to get into the sex part because I want to wait. I want to save that a little bit. But uh, she goes from ten years as being only, not only, but only a mother, a businesswoman, and a caregiver to yeah. all these people, strangers at her place of business as well as her family. And now suddenly, with this one turn of events in New York City, she becomes a lover. She becomes the other woman, mm-hmm. and now she's a renewed sexual being. Yeah, yeah, and that's got to be exhilarating. That's totally. got to be exhilarating. You're you're stepping outside your comfort zone. You're somebody different. You're somebody you never thought you could be. So, um, that's oh, that's interesting. Case. You think you thought she she didn't think she could be. You thought you do you think at that moment before the trip to New York she kind of thought that boat had sailed. Um, I don't think she ever perceived herself as being that person, whether it be with him or whether it be with anyone else. Oh, which is very interesting, Sue. You make a very good point because in the scene when she's with her girlfriends and she reveals what's going on and she says, it turns out I'm a bit of a slut. And they're all laughing and giggling like teenage girls. It's very funny. She accepts that part of her. Yes, yes. That she enjoys sex and it's okay. Exactly. That's right. And she doesn't have to just be the caretaker, the mother, the businesswoman. There's a whole other unexplored side of herself. Because up until that point, I think her identity was completely caught up in the family structure, as exactly. the mom, as the you know she's helping support the family, or and and she's trying at this point now she's trying to find herself apart from who she is, caught up in the family. Who is yeah. she as her own individual being? And mm-hmm. of course, being a sexual being is is one part of who you are, and it's certainly an individual and personal thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. All right, that you made a good point there. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, 
Now, okay, we see uh, that their, their conflicts arise, and they arise very quickly. Mm-hmm. And she starts to question, you know, there's, there, not only does she, but also uh, Jake, the, Alec Baldwin's character, starts to question his choices of mm-hmm. leaving and marrying Agnes and then of, of her, what happened in their marriage. She's reevaluating decided, you know, her decided path and what she's doing. And, and it's also an opportunity to repair all old wounds that have happened, mm-hmm. um, which I, I think brings up the question is, can you ever move on completely? Um, you know, I think maybe some people can do it successfully, yes. I don't know that everyone can do it, and some people don't want to do it. You know what I mean? Some people want to walk away and move on with their lives. But I, I think it can be done. I think it takes work. It takes work, and it's harder when you have children. Yes, absolutely. I think when you have children, you never can move on completely. Yeah. Because you share that, that bond and those, that, that person, you know, that human being yeah. that's walking the earth. I think if you're two individuals who move on, you can totally make the break and go on, and it just becomes um, somewhat compartmentalized in your life prior to wherever you're at currently. Uh, But when you have kids, it's very hard because you always have that tug, I suppose. Um, So the old feelings are there, and then she's got new feelings. Like she's seeing him differently, uh, but, of course, he reveals himself that he really isn't any different. Yeah. Well, he actually he he had a great line which I which I wrote down. He said, "We grew into the person we wanted each other to be." Oh, good catch. Very, very we grew into the person we wanted each other to be. Yeah. So basically, he's saying we're finally like when we were married, when we had the kids, we wanted each other to be a certain way, and now we're here, but we're divorced. And I thought that right. was a bit of a problem. <laughs> right. It, well, it's it's really only a problem because he remarried. Uh, yeah, but I also thought it was a problem because I think it deals with um, expectations. I think. It okay. With, yeah. Good point. You know, if you can't accept the person as they are, yeah, the relationship's going to have problems. If you can't take the high with the low, the, you know, take things as they come. Right, you know, the good with the bad. But you're so you think that all right? We grew into the person that we both want. So they weren't the people he he expected or wanted in the prior relationship. And now ten years has passed, and, and they've grown apart. They've grown as it's two separate individuals, and now when they come back together. He thinks they're the people they always wanted to be. But isn't that only yeah. his illusion? Sure. Aren't sure. they still the same people? The people really change. The the, the roles change. The people didn't. Because back 10 years prior, she was the mother. She was the caregiver. And now right. she's like we discussed, the sexual being. But and he that's sees not really her as who that. she is. Yeah. Right. That's a very good point, Sue, because that's why he left her. Yeah. He left her for Agnes, who was clearly a sexual being. And much younger. Much younger, mm-hmm. physical attributes, all of that going on. In fact, we even learned through the kids' dialogue that she, that Agnes left Jake, for a while, ran around the world, got pregnant by somebody else, and then came back to her, and he took her back. Yes, yes. Because that little boy she has is not his. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Which that little boy cracked me up. I, oh, why are you in the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very cute. Now, all right, Every so mother's she, worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, all right, so, so it brings up all these issues of right versus wrong. Mm-hmm. Because it feels right. They're having a good, this is still when things are going along pretty well. You know, so emotionally, again, the churning up of love 
and there's a good feelings and sex and they're excited and it, they're sneaking around and it's clandestine and just wonderful, you know, all that that goes along with it. And your your adrenaline is pumping. And then there's also, it, it also brings up the, the hurt, of course, mm-hmm. and that's bad. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side of, of this, not only emotionally, but morally, she becomes the other woman. Yes. Um. I have to say, I, I think it was I think it was right for them, because there were unresolved feelings, um, and they needed to work through it. And this presented an opportunity for them to discover what they really wanted. Do they want to revisit that? Obviously, he did. Meryl wasn't so sure. Well, Jane. Right, um, and then she so, gets she gets in it. So I, I wouldn't say she was in it reluctantly. I think it just happened. It was something that probably unconsciously for this character. She always wondered, because she did say to him at one point, I, I always, you know, maybe it was my fault, too, with the divorce. Yes, yes. And she never wanted to admit that before, and she wasn't maybe the right person for him, and she just couldn't. When he left, it gave her the excuse to say, oh, see what he did, or whatever she yeah, said. Yeah, exactly. But I, I have to bring up something one of the friends said. I'm not sure which character said it, but one of the friends, when they were talking about the situation um, of her becoming the other woman, one of the friends says, you had him first. Ah, yes. So that's basically that, she had rights. <laughs> she had rights to him. She had dibs on him because she had him first. Which, yes. or she was married, or she was married to him first. You were married to him first, which doesn't mean that it's right now, moral, morally. Yeah. In the confines yeah. of marriage and the relationship, and you know, and I'm, I'm not put, placing judgment on anything. I'm just saying within the typical lines and things that paradigms that we make for ourselves in our lifestyles uh so she had him first so does that give her rights to him even though he is married and they all full well know he's married to somebody else yeah of course not but you know what you're a supportive friend and that's what you say (laughs) (laughs) i would probably say the same thing (laughs) because you know okay i got my friends back and if that was what what's what's making her happy most likely i would try to spin it all right, does that fall under the, when somebody says something and you say, oh, they're just jealous. <laughs> yeah. You know, friends say that to each other, they're just jealous. Yes, um, exactly. Or, you know, okay. there's another great line from that scene. She said, you're allowed this one. Oh, interesting. So they are giving themselves permission yeah. to break the rules. That's exactly it. Which is, you know, that's that's fine. Right. That's fine. Everybody has to be comfortable with what they're doing. But you're so, and you have to. Ju- everybody justifies things. You justify it somewhere. Like, oh, you're okay. That's a very good point. I'm glad you caught that. Um, so we see patterns. Then patterns are brought up. Like what we're talking about. There's a certain perimeter, of, you know, paradigm of marriage that you stay within the marriage. Supposedly, or if you step out, that's right or wrong, or you know how, how these labels we put on everything. Yeah. And there's some factors that I think uh, one's age plays in life decisions because we we see the daughter is going to take the chance of getting married, even though she's been through this terrible divorce with her family. We see that Agnes wants another child. Mm-hmm. And with the man who could probably be her father. And then you have Jane examining um, her physical exterior as well as her house yeah. surfacing. Mm-hmm. You know, like she wants, to, she wants to redo the house and, uh, you know, she's concerned with the kitchen, which is the heart of the home. And um, what, I, what, I, what I found interesting was when she goes to see the plastic surgeon, the plastic surgeon says, well, we're going to do this, we're going to do and it starts to become, and he's like, and for about six months you'll have a headache, and she yeah. runs out of the, the room, <laughs> and that's not an option for her. So she's looking for something deeper than a surface fix. 
Exactly. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. What a great, you know, good point. And she likes herself enough to say whatever it is out here is okay, and then she puts her focus on changing the house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And thank goodness, I thank goodness. I would have been upset if she got the work done. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, it's it, and and what does that do? By having that clarity, it brings Adam, an architect, and you know, the, the, probably the next phase in her life into her life. Before we get to Adam, though, I just want to talk about the food, the role that food plays throughout this movie. I did not realize it the first time through, yeah. and it is very important. It's it's significant in almost every scene or gathering throughout the entire movie. It's all about yeah. the food. Yeah. Well, Which, you know, you know, she's go got the ice cream, the chocolate cake, the chicken dinner, the pies with the friends. She even knows the policemen by what they order at her store. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And she has that beautiful bake shop. Oh. Oh, my gosh. Was that a, was that a set or a real place? Because if it's a real place, I want to go. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> we it have a date in Santa Barbara. <laughs> it made yeah, me want to take cooking, uh, baking classes so I could have a place. Like, that that sex decoration was gorgeous, oh, just gorgeous. Yeah. And I like the lesson of that is that she went. She tells us she went to France to learn uh, to take a cooking class, and she ended up staying for a year, which I thought was ironic since she played Julia Child. And she, yeah. It, and then, but the the bigger lesson is that is that when you start something new, new things come to you, unexpected things. Mhm, mhm. Such as Adam. Remember, such as Adam. Waited. Thank you. She waited that ten years. You know, oh, she's always thinking about the addition, always thinking about it, but never doing it. When she finally makes that decision, she brings in the architect, and with the architect comes Adam. So you're right. right. And he sees the, the house the way the way that she sees it. Yes, they share the vision. Mhm. He, oh, nice way to under- put it. Yeah. He kind of understands what, what she wants and, and where what she she's needs. going with the design. Right. Yeah. And, and he's able to give it to her. Yeah, and she hasn't had this in a long time. If she I ever guess. had it, which which yeah. now that we're, t- we're really delving into this, I'm thinking she never had that with Adam because yeah. uh, not Adam. Yeah, yeah, Adam. No, Jake. Sorry, what did yeah. I say? Adam. Uh, with Jake, she never had that with him because it, just the scene in the hotel room where he puts his hand on her crotch and says, "Home sweet home." Yeah, he, and oh everything's great, and then she jumps up and is sick. It, it again, it's just. They are on two different wavelengths, so maybe he never gave her what she wanted or needed. Yeah, exactly. Just because there's a connection there doesn't mean that everything's perfect. Right. And Adam takes her, I thought it was very poignant when he takes her up on the ladder where there's no real building going on. It's all taped out, and he shows her this new view that she could experience every day from her bedroom. Yes. Yeah. And it's How like beautiful she's a, oh, gorgeous. Right. Santa Barbara is just a beautiful city. And and it's a new level of being in this house that she's trying to transform. Yeah. And he's the one that shows it to her. And he catches her on the ladder like he's there for her. He's her safety net. Yes. And I believe, I believe who was calling? Jake. Jake was calling on the phone, which caused her to lose her balance. And then that's when Adam grabbed her <gasps> to catch her. Oh, that's very key. I forgot that. And she does yeah. make a comment to Jake at one point of being normal. I, I just want to be normal. I, I need to be in balance. Yeah. She didn't feel normal with him or in balance. That's a very good point, Sue. Thank you for noticing that. All right, let's talk about sex. All right. <laughs> we have two major sex scenes in hotel, in hotel rooms, one in New York, which we've already discussed, mm-hmm. and then the second one where they meet in a hotel in you know, maybe Santa Barbara, and she finally reveals her body to him, and he has some kind of an attack. Yes, he got dizzy and he fainted or something like that. 
Yeah, so not a great I thought way to that start. Was, Right, I thought it was very uh, uh, prophetic for the relationship that she finally yeah. feels confident enough to say, "Look, look, this is me. This is who I am now." Yeah, and he falls over. Yeah. <laughs> Again, they're not on the same wavelengths. No, and you know what? On the heels of that, there there is a statement I wanted to throw out there that Jane says to Adam. Um, she says, "I'm always surprised when I can count on someone." Oh, and so she hasn't been able to count on anybody. So, yeah, because I guess Adam, I forget, I forget what the scenario was. Adam came through for her somehow, and that's when she makes the comment. So when you say she finally is revealing herself to Jake, and Jake falls over, you know, okay. He's, yeah, he's not, he's not ready for, or so, I mean, not that it's his fault that he fell over. It was obviously they play, played it up to be a, a medical problem, but it's just the timing. The timing is everything. Had oh, he yeah. reacted differently, maybe that relationship would have grown in a different way, but it didn't. And, sure. Sure. And and again, timing. We see this timing issue when Agnes they they have a party, and um, we only have five minutes left, so we have to Ooh. crack down here. Uh, okay. They had a party at the kids' house, and 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 Jake and Jane and Adam. They all no no actually Adam and Jane get stoned, and again yeah. inhibitions are lifted. But when they are uh, at the party, Jane and Jake get to dance together, and Agnes sees from afar. When Jane walks away from Jake, how Jake's eyes follow her, yeah, and longingly and with, and, you're, and she realizes what's going on at that time. And obviously, she knows there's a problem in the, in her own marriage. And yeah. but had that timing, had she not been standing there, it's all these different things that happen. I think in life that you see things yeah. and you go, oh, clarity comes when it's supposed sure. to. Sure. And I have to be honest with you, I I think that there were problems, and that she knows Agnes knew there were problems in the marriage. And I'm thinking that was maybe one of the reasons why she was pushing so hard to have a child with him. Yes. You know? Right. Which we all know never works. <laughs> yeah, never works. But then she never saw the glance. Never the marriage. <laughs> yep. She saw the glance, and then how do you deny that? You know? You can ignore right. problems only so much until they show it to you in your face. And then the other, the non-sex scene that is supposed to be a sex scene that gets completely botched is when Adam is at the house. I keep saying Adam. I'm sorry. Jake is at the house. Yeah. And the whole family's together, and he jumps on the bed, and he takes his clothes off, and, and, and he's in the middle between the two computers, basically, with Adam at the other end, Meryl Streep in her own home, and, you know, via Skype or something that they're using, and it just goes kaput from there. Everything just yeah. goes downhill. But the the again timing is everything because had he not jumped on the bed while the computer was live and she ran into the uh, bathroom, that wouldn't have all uh, all probably exploded the way it did and so quickly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know what? What looks to be a funny scene is quite tense. Yes, it's quite tense. Yeah, now, okay, let's talk about scenery, props, camera shots, some things we we mentioned a few along the way. Anything that stood out to you? Uh, just in general, everything was beautiful. Everything was warm and inviting. Mm-hmm. I felt very comfortable there, acting, directing, camera work. It was all, everything added to the emotional aspect of the piece. I just thought everything was great. Yeah, Nothing beautiful. Nothing jumped out for me, though. Uh, the song at the party when Jane and Jake are dancing was the Beach Boys, Wouldn't It Be Nice. Oh, interesting. And I just, when they were, it was, oh, it was so bittersweet because you knew it was like a wish. It was never yeah. going to happen. Yeah. I thought that was an interesting choice of, of music. Um, and then also after the computer scene and, and that everybody leaves, comes running, you know, leaves the house and the, uh, 
Adam shuts off the computer and Jake leaves the house. The kids take off. She goes out and lays by the pool and ends up sleeping there all night and gets gets uh, uh, woken up by the sprinklers in the morning. She didn't have a roof over her head. It's the first time she never had a roof. Yeah. And she's finally, I think at that time is when she breaks, she wakes up and she realizes she's free of Jake. Wow. And that's yeah. when, from that point on, she says no more. She makes the decision. Uh, I have to speed up because we only have two minutes, or actually we're down to one minute. Uh, okay. You know, so it's 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 over. Yeah. And yeah. she's going to move on. And Adam is the next step. Uh, anything else we left out? We left nope, out probably some pretty, Yeah, but that that pretty much is the gist of it. The good uh, meat, right? The good stuff. Good stuff. I um, definitely want to look at it again. Okay. I, I would highly recommend it to anyone. It's a it's a great ride. It's not. Yeah. It's a heavy topic, but it, you don't walk away feeling weighted down. Yeah. There are some really light, cute moments, moments, cute and funny yeah. light moments with some very heavy moments in it. It's a really Absolutely. wonderful film. Absolutely. Susan, thank you, and I thank can't you. wait for our next chick flick chat. They go so yeah. quick, right? They do very quick. And listeners, thank you for sharing part of your busy day with us. Remember it, here we are. We understand that every minute counts, and we hope our radio shows and lifestyle information at www.herewearewithlucy.com help to make your life better, brighter, and easier on your way to running the world. I'm Lucy Weston, and I look forward to talking with you next time on Here We Are.